<laughs> the podcast where two friends gather the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Janine. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to talk about the first season of Canada's Drag Race, just as the second season is starting. Yeah. So, the first season, and this will have spoilers for placements and winners, which we normally have spoilers for, but I no, feel like we just... terrible with spoilers. We don't warn people enough, honestly. <laughs> no, but at least our normal ones, where it's more obvious. But yeah. this is like a competition show. That's fair. So I felt like we really have to say that. Anyway, so this is the first season of Canada's Drag Race. It came out from July last summer to September. It was hosted by Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights, Jeffrey feel- Boyer Chapman, and Stacey McKenzie. And had Tainomi Banks win Miss Congeniality, and the winner of the season was Priyanka. Priyanka! We just watched the final episode, and Priyanka was one of my favorites since the beginning. Yes. So I was happy that she won. I, I wouldn't say she was my top favorite the whole time, but I always consistently really liked her, mm-hmm. and I think her and Lemon's friendship is really cute right now, and she had... Uh, what I call the moment, which you can't argue with the moment, when she came out in the final episode in her, what was it, the best drag look, or your best drag? They have to, like, come out and wearing just an outfit that is like, this is the best thing you can wear. Yeah, she won. That's the moment she won. Yes. I think every season of Drag Race, for the most part, has a moment with the winner where you're just looking at it and you're like, that person deserves to win. Yeah. Like Jinx Monsoon in season five, for example, when she did that final lip sync where she does the weird stuff with her mm. mouth. That's like the moment where you're like, this girl deserves to win. Yeah. Or stuff like that. And I would totally agree yeah. that when Priyanka comes out in that final look, it was like, yep, yeah, that, that's your moment. No one comes even close to that dress. So, uh, yeah. What did you think of the season because you i should we should talk about the history of drag race between us yeah because you watched drag race since i don't even know when i'd seen the first i had seen all of what was on netflix at the time which i think was like the first season to season 10 11 i think so you saw brooklyn season yes but i saw that later so when i was first telling you to get into it i think i had only seen up to season 10 because that's what was out at the time and then i moved here because the thing is i would watch it with my mom a lot so once i moved here and i could watch like whatever i wanted and i didn't need to like find things between us um i just got really bad at watching tv shows (laughs) Like, I just watch so much YouTube videos, I find it hard to commit to TV shows. So I kind of fell back on it, but I've seen, like, a few seasons since then. But I'm not as, like, caught up as you are now. So in May, uh, after school ended, I had about a month before I was moving home that I was, like, taking for myself. And I needed a new TV show. Yeah. And you were like, you might like Drag Race. You should give it a try. And I was like, no... I won't like it. Well, I kept trying to get you into it because I knew you would like it and you were so resistant. <laughs> I did not think it would be for me at all, but I had a whole month. So I'm like, why not try it? And then uh, I watched season four as my first season, which was you said was a good season to start with. Yeah, because we love Sharon Needles, but we have since found out that she's kind of racist. So that's a bummer. 
But it's also hard to really research anything with her because it's all, it's all allegations. Yeah, it is hard to research. It's hard to research, but there definitely does seem to be some problematic stuff. Yeah. But so we don't know how to feel about her anymore. But season four is a good season. <laughs> season four is a good season. Yeah. Uh, I think my stance on the problematic queens is you can enjoy the season with a problematic queen if you are able to understand the problematicness. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, after I watched uh, season four, within a month, I watched seasons five, six, seven, eight, nine, <sighs> ten, eleven, and twelve, mm. and All Stars one, and Canada's Drag Race season one. And the UK one. No, I haven't seen the UK one yet. But you're watching the UK one. Right now, I'm watching the UK season three one live. Yeah. Anyway, so once you got me into the show, I quickly, correct me if I'm wrong, but I quickly became like a very big fan and a yeah. much bigger fan than you. Yeah. <laughs> no, and now I know. <laughs> you were like, I need to memorize all of the winners. I, like you were like studying. You were like, I need oh, to know yeah. my shit. <laughs> I I loved, like, learning about the winners and, like, learning the dynamics of all this stuff. It was just, like, this great course in learning. Mm-hmm. And I found but it really interesting. You've never gone back to see the early seasons. I still have yet to go back to early seasons. And I think the problem is that since I started at four, yeah. I could handle this. Like, I was like, yeah, these are nice looks. Yeah. Because they were season four. Yeah. But like every season they get a bit bigger. Yeah. And I recently tried to watch season four again. Mm. And I was like, oh, these looks are just really small. Yeah. Which is not the problem with it. Like, it's just a natural evolution of the show. I do think that's like a little bit of a problem with Drag Race in that like, um, I mean, you were talking about the podcast with Jinx, right? Where they were talking about how you you need to invest so much now in that you just like really you really need to bring a lot of high quality things which i wish there was still a bit more wiggle room or the show could like help the queens with that or something for just a little bit more of an easier barrier to entry yes uh someone did the math and i can't be exactly right but the most expensive a person has ever brought like i think Chad Michaels said he had to refinance his whole house. Wow. Not Chad Michaels, uh, Cameron Michaels. Yeah. Like, to go on the show, just because you have... If you aren't a sewer, it's hard to get designer looks. Yeah. But people who can sew well can get on very cheap. Yeah, Which is a different question. Yeah. Like, it's a particular skill, but... Well, I think... You know season 12 winner? Like, Uh... do you... If that's not me spoiling for you. I don't know if I know season 12 winner. Do you care? Uh, you can tell me. Jada Essence Hall. Yeah. Uh, she won season 12. Uh, and apparently she sewed almost all her own looks. That's cool. So it wasn't that expensive for her. And her looks didn't look like, oh, you had to sew them at home. They were yeah. like, these look professionally made, which is a testament to their skill. Yeah. But that's just what I've heard. And again, all this is drag race stuff. There's a lot of allegedness yeah. behind it. Yeah. There's a lot of confidentiality and stuff. So it's hard to always know. So take everything with a little grain of salt. 
But yeah, Canada's Drag Race reminds me of the earlier drag seasons, which makes sense because it's like starting out. This season reminded me of earlier drag stuff where they were they're still trying to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, which isn't the worst. It's it def it's definitely watchable. Um, and it it's kind of a bummer that the finale was smaller, which is how they used to do them on American Drag Race. And most that only the main series of Drag Race has the big show. Yeah, like the All Star seasons do that. Yeah. In the U.S. and from what I could tell, most of the international ones do that. <sighs> really, the All Stars don't have a big show. No, All Stars they pre-record all the endings that they can think of. Uh, like see All Star Six, they pre-recorded. There was four people in the finale, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they just pre-recorded every individual one of them winning, and then every one of them tying. Why? Because they hadn't decided yet. That's stupid. And because they used to have uh, a big problem with leaks. Yeah. Like, seasons one, two, and three all had their winners leaked, which is why they started doing them live. Yeah. Because they just couldn't handle it anymore. But now, when it's not live, RuPaul just decides... And tells one or two editors Ugh. right before that the show. That sucks, though, because it's like then you don't get the you don't get the genuine reactions. Yeah, it's always... like the queen who won the second season like fainted on stage. Yeah, you don't get that big of a reaction anymore, which yeah. is kind of disappointing because yeah. everyone wins. But even the live shows, they do that. Makes me sad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, did you ever hear? This is totally off topic, but it's a funny story that Bianca Del Rio told. Her live show, when they recorded the winners, they recorded each individual girl winning. (laughs) And then they recorded a tie between Bianca and Adore. Mm. But they did not record Courtney with any tie. Mm. So Bianca at that moment was like, that's when I knew she was never going to have a chance (laughs) of winning. When they were like, hey, should we record a tie for Courtney with anyone? They were like, no, we don't need to do that. so she had to like pretend to be happy with it the whole time but i just i love that story with the live p recordings because sometimes they can figure it out a little yeah um anyway back on topic canada's drag canada's what's it called canadian drag race no uh it is is called (laughs) canada's drag race it is yes okay because rupaul is not the title because RuPaul doesn't Because it's called post. RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Because I was like, it's not called America's Drag Race. Anyway, we're we're making sense of things. It's, I, so I really didn't like the, the way they had structured it without a real host. I. I would have preferred to have Brooklyn be the RuPaul rather than have, so how they did it, if you haven't seen the show, is. Basically, all three judges kind of had equal hosting mm-hmm. responsibilities, and then they would bring on a just a guest person, and then they would be they would also have a large like hosting. They would host each of the three judges hosted the workroom activities. Yeah. So they would split it amongst themselves. So some days it was Brooklyn like snatch game, and some days it was. Uh, Jeffrey like the twin challenge and mm-hmm. sometimes it was Stacy like the uh, her- heritage minutes yeah and so they would all switch it between each other 
And in concept, I don't think it's a terrible idea mm-hmm. to have the Canada equivalent have to say, like, RuPaul's such a big judge, it took three to replace him. In concept, that's not a terrible idea, I don't think. Because yeah. it kind of, like, it wouldn't make too much sense if Brooklyn was the one deciding everyone's fate. Yeah. Brooklyn lost her season. Spoilers for season 11, I guess. Yeah. There's just going to be a lot of spoilers in this. If you haven't seen any drag race that's out at this point, there will be spoilers. Yeah. So I, I do think that in concept that was not a terrible idea, but I think maybe it would have worked better if they limited it to the judging panel mm-hmm. where they each one of them got a vote. I also still think... I also think... Like, they could have it be less of a monopoly than RuPaul. Like, I like having the different judges doing the different things. But, like, have, always have Brooklyn do the runway. Or always have Brooklyn do the voiceovers. I just think Brooklyn should have been given a stronger Mm. main host. And Brooklyn's pretty good at the hosting part. Like, she's better than you would expect for someone who that's, like, they're out of drag and that's really not what they were known for i think they're making her do well who knows if she's doing this or if she's being directed but i did find she was kind of doing a rupaul impression sometimes yeah and i would prefer to just get more brooklyn and i suspect i feel as though that was a producing thing because i felt like quite a few times during this show the direction was like be more rupaul (laughs) and i think that's a huge mistake because you can't be RuPaul. Mm-hmm. I don't even like RuPaul that much, but you can't be you can't just be another person, especially somebody that the audience knows very well. Yeah. You have to I, be new. I think it was a mixture of she's new at this, so it's a little awkward yeah. and the producing team was probably a little more powerful on the show. Yeah. Because there wasn't RuPaul or Michelle on stage. Yeah. It was three relative newcomers at this but i think brooklyn has like really good potential to be a a a strong main host like i think she really has that she she has that authoritative presence um so i really think she has the potential to do that Mm -hmm. and everyone who knows much about canada's drag race season one knows the judging was was a little was a controversial i think part of it was the setup they put too much emphasis on everyone so it it made people more pick favorites well first of all before we get into the sticky stuff we're gonna talk about stacy yes because i (laughs) love stacy i am heartbroken she couldn't come back for season two first off first off and obviously all this is based on what we've seen so there's obvious behind the scenes stuff and there's obvious editing so we can only base on what we've seen yeah but we're going we're working to base this on that i just want to add that out there because people always respond with well they just edited it yeah but i don't care it's a show so we can only go off of our impression of the show but stacy is great i love stacy and stacy i just want to add the above all else stacy directed 
the Heritage moments. Yes, I believe that's, that's the I one she directed. Say. We both agreed best directing we'd ever seen. See? She was She's so, so she was on it. Like a lot of the direction sometimes in RuPaul's Drag Race is more for like almost comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Like the camera will like show Michelle Visage like making a face. Like mm-hmm. they're not doing very well. And that's not an inherently wrong way to no. direct this stuff because it really is just Queen's acting. But Stacy was so on it and she was so helpful. Because she was like, hey, do you have props? Hey, there's props over here. Let's make this better. Yeah. She was like reminding them of little things that a director would remind you of. I am heartbroken. I loved Stacey and I thought she had really good advice. She was very helpful. Like so helpful. Especially Mm -hmm. with the... um, She also helped everyone with their walks. And I feel like that was kind of the first time, I don't remember on any other one where we've had a judge, like, go through people's walks. Well, we've never had a a judge before who their expertise was modeling. Yeah. Like, normally they go for fashion. Again, really good advice. And, like, you could see that she, like, helped Mm. people. Especially, I remember Rita, what was her name? Rita Ora? Rita Bega. Rita Bega. (laughs) Who knows who Rita Ora is? (laughs) Rita Bega. She, like, even brought it up later that it changed, like, how she held herself. And Priyanka, too. Like, they repeatedly. It was something I never really thought about. But they, it was kind of an interesting thing was how you present yourself on the runway. Because they would point out, like, hey, uh, Priyanka, you're kind of slouching and you look sad right now. Try, like, lifting your head and your shoulders back. Look how much better you look right now. And she was very, like, nice. Like, she was definitely the nice judge. But everything we're saying, too, are constructive criticisms. So it was, like, she was able to, like, be very helpful and say what essentially is, you're doing that wrong, here's how to do it, without it coming across Mm. and making people defensive. I am heartbroken she won't be returning for season two. Yeah. I hope that this is, like, a one-season thing, and then on the third season... I would love for her to come back. On, like, a third season, if they do it, which I hope they do it as well. Yeah. I hope they bring her back. Because she's like, just such a good presence there. She is, yeah. And she's interesting. Like, she's got a really interesting look, and she does interesting stuff with her hair every episode, and interesting clothes that are, like, they're very pretty, but they're also very fashion. But mm. fashion in a different way than, like, most drag queens She's not doing towards. drag fashion. She's just doing more... Like traditional runway fashion, which yeah. is not normally seen here. It's like it's a kind of nice. It's like a different kind of drama, you yeah. know. So I appreciate her bringing that. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Now we have to get into the sticky stuff. Okay. Before we begin, I feel like we should do some important disclaimer stuff. Yes. In general, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was not, to put it mildly well received by the audience there's a wide range of reasons for that uh i will first acknowledge that he is a black queer man Mm -hmm. who is absolutely as he is described faced intersectional oppression and i am a hundred percent sure that there were some there were some if not many comments that he received that were blatantly racist and homophobic and intersecting in those two fields and it is not okay to send him death threats or anything which a lot of people did 
which was wrong. I know it's a natural thing about online. That doesn't make it right, though. It's an okay thing to express your dissatisfaction with a TV show viewing experience. Yeah. It's not okay to harass someone. So, we are not adding this con- this part of the conversation to continue our harassing. We are reviewing the show here, and we are going to express our opinions, <laughs> which I'm sure you figured out by now will not be positive. Because I don't think either of us particularly like Jeffrey. No. We will try to be... We're going to try and be very clear here about yeah. why. Because it's a very it's a very sticky situation. And there's lots of strong opinions everywhere. Yeah. So we just are... I just felt like it's important to add that to before we start. Yeah. Just so people know where we're coming from and our intent. So you had a stronger opinion about Jeffrey than I did. But I, I did? I have a strong opinion, but you definitely have a stronger one. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't like him. And here's the thing is I remember as we were watching and you were kind of telling me the things you had heard around on Twitter and like comments people were upset with him for saying. Um, and I kind of said from the beginning, I don't think he ever says anything worse than Michelle Visage has said. Or that the other judges have said and gotten away with. I agree with. I agree. And there's nothing wrong with having either he does it himself or I think he's alleged in interviews and stuff after now that it was kind of the editing that forced him that way. Yeah. Either way, you can have, and most shows do, have a mean judge. A critical judge. judge, yeah. The Simon Cowell, the... yeah other judges and i don't think inherently that's a death sentence that's not the villain edit as it goes you know simon cowell is probably like the star of american idol he was the important one you know yeah. so like that's not inherently a bad thing like i gordon think gordon ransby that yeah. was the other one i was thinking of i think with um wait what's his name jeffrey boyer chapman i think with jeffrey is he comes across as inauthentic and i and I don't know if there's anything he can do about that, especially if that's his authentic self, mm-hmm. then that's how he's coming across to the audience. And that's, that's just kind thing. of a bitter pill to swallow. I don't know how to fix that. I would agree. I agree that I felt like I did every time he said something, he said it in a presentation voice that didn't feel authentic. But the thing is, I've looked at other stuff he's done. Yeah. Like, I've seen some trailers for his other shows and things where he's worked on. And I think that might just be how Jeffrey presents. Like, that's just how he presents himself. Which then leads me to think he's probably just not a good fit for Drag Race Canada. Yeah. Which would make sense in a way. Like, he's not a drag expert in the way that someone like Brooklyn or even Michelle Visage is. Like, Michelle Visage isn't a drag queen, just like Jeffrey isn't a drag queen. But both have been surrounded by the culture. Or Michelle's been surrounded by the culture for most of her adult career. So, even if she's not a direct drag queen, she's still very involved. And she she knows the critiques. Yeah. Jeffrey Michelle also just has, like, a bitchy attitude, you know? That's, like, part of her character. Yeah. And she's, like, unapologetic about it. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it doesn't feel forced with her. But, like, that's the thing, is if you, it's it goes back to, like, not everyone can like you. And 
if <laughs> I do not deny that this probably sucks for him going on a show and having most people not like you but if they just don't like your personality and they find you annoying sometimes that happens and honestly like there's nothing you can do about it but find your people who don't find you annoying you know it's not an easy situation because he's not doing anything wrong yeah it's just his energy doesn't fit with this yeah, format i just don't like his vibes he kind of you know uh america's got talent in that mm -hmm. show yeah where, like terry cruz host he's kind of giving <sighs> off cruz. yes yeah he's kind of giving off a similar energy there mm -hmm. but when we watch terry cruz doing that we as the audience are more aware terry cruz doesn't know who these people are <laughs> terry cruz does not care yeah these, there's a thousand people going on that stage a day yeah terry cruz doesn't care so he's doing a presentation voice mm. but in this type of competition show uh we're with the same people and this is a judge of them yeah and a host but he's also a judge so when it kind of sound when he gives off that inauthentic energy which again i don't think is actual inauthenticity i think it's just his energy presents it that way and i think the queer um community <laughs> is particularly hostile to that sort of energy almost similarly to what we saw it happen recently with the um tramp stamps did you hear about that on oh. okay tramp stamps was a pop punk band that kind of tried to start on tiktok and uh they got branded as uh fakes basically as posers who were pretending to be pop punk for a number of reasons but that, the fact that people interpreted them as posers got a very hostile reaction. And I think there's a similar thing in the queer community if we feel like someone's encroaching on us almost in like an unauthentic mm. way, which I don't know why that might be. I, I but I do think that's something that kind of raises our hackles mm. up. Both of us are in that uh, community so i would agree that there's a lot because there's a lot of especially like rainbow marketing yes. at pride month yeah uh, there's like a sense of we're more critical of inauthenticity than maybe mainstream audiences yeah but again i genuinely don't think jeffrey is actually inauthentic yeah. i think he genuinely had fun and most of the queens from the season seem to say behind the scenes or different from the edit he's a very lovely person and yeah. i'm really glad about that yeah like i'm glad it was a good experience for them i don't think jeffrey's a bad person i just think that he was cast wrong for the role and that's the thing with the criticism too and yeah i know you and me agree on this already but i think with people trying to sort of almost nitpick his feedback Honestly, truly, I don't think that's what they're actually mad about. I think they just find him annoying, but and that's hard to say. So you want to justify it. You want to say, I don't like this person because of these reasons. You don't want to just have to say, well, I don't like this person because I don't like this person. Are you purring into the microphone? You need your opinion on there? Jinian's cat, Kiki, <laughs> has just walked up and is talking to the microphone right now. Um, I also have a theory. 
and I've talked about this theory with a few people before. I don't know if I've ever talked about it with you. I think in television and movies, the greatest crime that a character can do is be annoying. Like, the amount of vitriol I have seen for characters like Dawn Summers in Buffy, you know? Jeffrey. If you annoy oh that woman from that Indiana Jones movie, mm-hmm. if you annoy your audience, they will hate that person. Mm-hmm. If you're a villain, people can have fun with you. People can like enjoy your presence even though you're doing really bad stuff. That but might... if they annoy you, you get so angry. And I think that's kind of where a lot of the really intense and like uncalled for reaction is coming from is for some reason in television and movie if you annoy your audience they lose their minds yeah uh i agree and the thing is i don't jeffrey strongly does not seem to think he was a villain which is totally valid i am not surprised by the fact that when he said we had to say a good thing and a bad thing about each queen yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah and the fact that they picked him as the edit, like, as the villain. Someone was the villain. They picked him. That, like, that happens on the show. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's how it should happen. But yeah, that happens on reality shows. It happened to him. But he doesn't seem to think he was the villain in real life. Yeah. Most of the queens, again, don't seem to hate him at all. Like, well, they I all think... seem to think behind the scenes he was lovely. Which I believe he seen. I don't think he was inauthentic. I think he was just a bad casting choice. I don't. I don't blame him for that because I think it is a very difficult, and I probably wouldn't want to accept it either. Very difficult thing to accept. Wow, a lot of people don't like me, and they think I'm annoying. Like that. How? That's a hard thing to accept. That's a yeah. That's very hard. I will give Jeffrey some good criticism now, uh-huh. or some good commentary, because I don't want to be too mean. <laughs> And also, I feel like at this point, we're beating a bit of a dead horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey's runway looks, uh-huh. like whenever you go down, he always did very interesting looks, I yeah, thought. I saw some people making fun of his makeup, and I thought his makeup was nice. I think I they, like what he I did think with they the just eyes. didn't like him. Yes, I think they didn't like him, so they used everything about him to make fun of him. Yes, which I hate when people do that. Yes. When he had like his cool eyeshadow looks, where he only covered like part of the eye. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. He had some really good looks. I just... Honestly, I don't know why... I don't know why he was cast in this movie. Yeah. Or this <laughs> this show. And I think... Uh, Brooklyn was okay. Brooklyn... The difference between Brooklyn and Jeffrey... Yeah. Is... Okay, I know we're going back to critiques. Yeah. Is Brooklyn seemed like she was new... And could improve. Yes. Which is why I think people were more forgiving. Yeah. Outside of the other stuff that we said in the disclosure. Yeah. But Jeffrey, I don't think people were willing to say he could grow from it. Yeah. Because it seemed genuinely like himself. Like he was authentically inauthentic. In the present. In his presentation style. You can fix it if people don't like you because of something you did. You can't fix it if people just don't like you. Yes. So that's just like a losing game for him, honestly. And I have to admit, I wonder how he got this job in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, because I've never heard of him before the show. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and like Brooklyn obviously was from the U.S. version. Yeah. And Stacy's like a pretty, pretty big, big model. model. Yeah. 
but I never heard of Jeffrey. Yeah. So. I don't know either. I like it's nothing against him personally. I want to mm-hmm. stress that. I don't think he's a bad person and I wish him success in all his future career stuff. Yeah. I just think he's a bad choice but for a drag race. I do also host. defend even though the criticism definitely went over to harassment from what we've seen. I do think cuz some people are like if you don't like him, just don't watch. Or if you don't like that, just don't watch. I do think it's appropriate as an audience to tell the show, I don't like this. It's just a lot of people are taking that way too far. But I don't think that the criticism is inherently invalid from the people who, you know, aren't being uh, abusive. Yes. Uh, and it's also a reasonable thing to have the host of the show be made fun of for how their style is within the reason of not going to abusive. Yeah. Like I've seen people who said like, look at this TikTok making fun of how he speaks and his like presentation voice. And like, that's a funny thing to make fun of. Yeah. Cause like during the twin challenge, he was weirdly on voice when talking about how like all these people come from countries of, uh, oppression for lgbtq plus people yeah and he kind of had the same voice he always has it's like this is a lot more serious jeffrey (laughs) maybe you should like switch the inflection which is why i think it's just his normal voice yeah because otherwise that'd be inappropriate yeah but i know he wouldn't do that inappropriately he seemed to be taking it seriously the other way so i think that's just how he presents yeah yeah that was definitely a big problem of the show and then in conjunction with like kind of having the messy host situation um but yeah i really liked most of the guest judges they had on i remembered being really good yes most Uh, of them some of them i didn't know who they were but that's like always (laughs) these types of shows um i do always hate and i know why they have to do this but i hate when they bring on somebody you've never seen before and then they have to get the (laughs) the queens to pretend that it's a really big deal and you can tell that they're over hyping it you know like they'll talk about some random person and they'll be like oh my god they're my most favorite person in the whole world we're bringing susan in from hr and everyone's (laughs) like susan's hr forms are historic yeah like they (laughs) raised me and i'm just like uh and it's not that like people it's not that everyone they need to have come on needs to be the most famous person ever it's just don't lie to my face just be like oh yeah this person's pretty cool they did this and this we like them you know Mm -hmm. they they could be the first time i'm seeing them they can still be a valid judge um but i did again sort of with the idea of splitting up the hosting uh responsibilities i like the idea of the guests doing the runway but i also don't know if it works in practice uh i think it was an interesting idea from what i saw in episode one of season two brooklyn's mm-hmm. done that, doing that on her own now okay. which i think might be better i think that'll be better uh especially because some of the judges they got are not fashion people no. so they didn't wear very fashionable yeah. stuff like tom green yeah just kind of came down in a slightly nicer look than yeah. normal and i'm like okay like the reason you watch rupaul on the runway is that rupaul puts a whole look together yeah and it's like a good look but here my favorite <laughs> guest judge was mary walsh mary walsh 22 minutes 
Oh yeah, she was really good. But I did. I also really liked the girl who they. You said that they got her to replace. Uh, she's gonna be one of the replacement hosts in season two. Uh, hold on one second. Not Tracy. Well, I did like Tracy as well, but um, I'm Amanda Bruegel. Yeah. Do you have a picture? Got a picture. I'm pretty sure I know her from like Always Sunny. Or not always sunny, sunny. I don't know if she's who I'm thinking. Yeah, that's her because the other one's that's Tracy. Yeah, that's Tracy. I I can't tell from that photo if she's her. So never mind then. But anyway, uh, they did a good job with having the guest host on for the most part. And um, Mm. another issue that we kind of noticed is... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. But I forgot when I said this. Mary Walsh was my second favorite guest judge after Michelle. Because when Michelle, Michelle came, great. it was almost like a bit of a refresh. Yeah. She was very helpful because she seemed to stop the judges when they had bad critiques. Yeah. Like, so, I think it was Jeffrey, but I could be wrong. But they yeah. were saying, like, I don't like... It was Jeffrey because he didn't like Priyanka's Jeffrey second look. Jeffrey tried to say that he didn't understand Priyanka's second look, which was literally, in my opinion, one of the best looks that was on the runway in the entire mm. show. Which isn't, like, a thing wrong with Jeffrey. It was just he didn't get it, but Michelle was like, no, I get it. Yeah. And it was kind of, like, because Michelle was kind of a, above most of them. Well, in, it is one of the, the things wrong with Jeffrey, is it didn't feel like he fully understood Greg. Yes, that's a separate critique, but a minor one. I yeah. like that's a minor one, because it's really the only time. But I just remember that moment, because... <sighs> it was a relief. <laughs> <laughs> like, Michelle was like, oh, no, no, that's a good look. I think that's kind of a problem with the judging as well, is that because they didn't give Brooklyn, or anyone, it didn't have to be Brooklyn, but they didn't give anyone sort of head judge, head host, there, there wasn't anyone to, like, cut people off. And then we're... Maybe it's also a Canadian thing that they were being too polite to each other. Because I find on the American <laughs> one, you know, if somebody goes, oh, I think your butt looks stupid, then, um, but then somebody else liked their butt, they'll be like, no, they did, you're crazy, and then they'll fight about it. Yeah. And you kind of get, like, a good criticism with a defense as well. So it's like, it where we didn't have as much as that, it was more like people got to say <laughs> their whole thought and then people would be like, yeah, I think this. And then it would be a completely different idea. But it's sort of like the defense and the criticism wouldn't come across as strongly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. The problem with not having RuPaul as the one and only judge. Yeah. Like, there's other judges in the U.S. versions. But their whole thing is they're trying to convince RuPaul to go with them. Yeah. But this version, because they all vote, all their opinions matter. Yeah. Which kind of makes it a balancing game more than the U.S. one, which is different. I don't want to go so far as say it's bad, but I don't know if it's quite worked yet. But, yeah. Do you want to talk about... Uh, the girls. Can, the girls. Yeah. Okay, I have the list here. Uh, let's start with Juicebox, because she was very briefly there, and I felt bad for Juicebox because she just... It was one of those things, it's I think why they don't start with design challenges that often anymore. Yeah. Design challenges are a very specific thing that is a skill that's not always easy to have. But all it I feels remember, like you don't get to see a lot of them. All I remember about Juicebox is she looks like Bryce, da- Bryce Dallas Howard. And I remember thinking she was cute and that's all I remember. Uh, well, I remember the opening 
one because uh did she get kicked out with the this the the jumpsuit with the balls hanging off of it this was her disco look oh that's fair that's a bad look and that's the thing is it was just a design challenge that she just clearly that's not her strength yeah which is a fair reason to go if the show is not secretive you have to design stuff on it i hate every time they do a design challenge people complain about the design challenge it's like you know it's gonna be there yeah i just always feel bad when a girl they do design challenges as the first thing i don't like it because i feel like good queens always go home early for that remember they did one this season i forget oh it was the paper and metal and so many of them were like oh i have to make a dress with trash (laughs) it's like (laughs) yeah like this sort of thing it's happens. It's probably not actual trash. <laughs> this sort of thing happens every season. But they were like so offended. They were like, I have so many expensive dresses and you want me to make one? What the fuck? <laughs> I did remember that. They, I think it was just the editing and producers being like, complain about this. Yeah. But it was like a weird choice. Um, but yeah, I don't remember her that much. Let's talk about Kine. Because um, Kine has admitted afterwards yeah. and you haven't seen the reunion no they do a reunion a year later where priyanka hosts it where i didn't on see crave. it on there it was on there it's on crave it's on it's considered its own show oh, which is a okay weird we'll have to watch it later yeah but uh <sighs> when kine came back on the thing she was like i thought i was being quirky mm. like sassy but i was just being like rude yeah which is fair. I kind of famous for YouTube videos, and I think the producers wanted to make a point like, you can't make a good drag queen on YouTube. Yeah. So they tried to show her that way, and she was definitely leaning into it. Yeah. She definitely came across as rude, but almost like, um, she's pretty young, isn't she? Or does she, she just... just graduated university? She's yeah. about my age. Yeah. So I felt like she was rude, but she didn't. She came across as almost just like bratty, like mm-hmm. almost more rude by accident. Like she didn't realize she was being mm-hmm. rude, which is the case according to her story. So like I, yeah, like she didn't come across very well, but I wasn't like yeah. upset with her. No, this isn't like a. Well, first off, she leaves very early. She leaves very early. Which is kind of disappointing because I like her YouTube videos a lot. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, she she wasn't a good fit for the show. And clearly, that's the case. She was also very bad at taking criticism. Oh, she was which, terrible. again, I understand. Hard thing to take. But I think this also goes to you, you have a certain level of responsibility for your decision to go on a reality competition show. Yeah. So, like, I, it's like, I get that that's a hard thing, but also you just, you decide to go somewhere you, where you knew that that was going to happen. And, like, this has been brought up before. Yeah. Is it Adore Delange in season two of All Stars? Adore Delano? Did I, I think say it's Delano. Yeah. Adore Delano. Uh, whatever. Adore. <sighs> yeah. I love Adore. On, se- on season two of All Stars, she came back and then Michelle said, uh, the way your outfit is styled right now, it mm-hmm. makes you have a hog body, yeah. which was rude and yeah. needlessly rude. Yes. And that particularly hurt her, she said, because they had just done a tour together where they were good friends. Yeah. And then to go back on All Stars and have her say mean things was too hard for her. So she chose to leave. Yeah. And I believe her and Michelle 
I know they had a chat. I'm pretty sure Michelle apologized and said she didn't mean it to go that personal and she was sorry. And she, had, they both, basically they seem to have agreed it was too far, but also it's time you're on the show now. I have to be a little meaner to you yeah. than when we're friends. So judging has always been harder for some people, yeah. especially if you're not going in with the right mentality. And I think that's also like totally fair of a door to leave. Yeah. To be like, I don't like, want to deal with this. Yeah. Like, I think um, that's such a, we don't really do it anymore, but I remember in the early 2000s, like think American Idol, uh, American Sex Top Model, that sort of thing. If somebody wanted to leave, this show would make this fucking huge deal about it. Like, they would act like this person was throwing away their whole life and they were such an asshole to waste this opportunity. And it's like, no, just sometimes it's not, doesn't work for people. Like, that's fine. <laughs> Funny thing about that is what? Michelle has commented in the past, queens would leave early. Yeah. Uh, she's always like, I don't understand why, but she meant it in the sense that queens who aren't leaving for mental health they're leaving just to be like punk yeah she's always like why yeah sorry because <laughs> <Just thinking laughs> i remember her saying that recently but for like a different context adore just left because adore was not in a good space for a competition yeah and kind clearly just wasn't in a good space for a competition yeah but she did a great job also kind kind of was the closest queen from my hometown yeah so I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, she's not even that close. She's like an hour drive, but I'm like, wow, an hour away. We're famous. <laughs> We're an hour away from someone who's famous. <laughs> I mean, Justin Bieber lives closer to my house than her, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Context. Uh, what? There's just a few queens here that I'm struggling to remember, so I don't know if you're Anastasia Anakwe. Oh yeah, her. I wasn't a fan of her. Um, I just didn't find her particularly interesting. But like, I didn't find her bad either. She just like didn't click with me personally. You know, I found it weird. So she was the one who didn't leave a message, right? Yes. And you said that she talked about how she had never seen the show before. She said in the reunion. Yeah. That. Uh, hold on. Let me make sure this is her. She did not leave a mirror message, and she said in the reunion, mm -hmm. I didn't leave a mirror message because I didn't know it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. I didn't know you were supposed to do that. And the queens were all like, what? Yeah. And she said, well, I hadn't seen the show before. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no, wait, I did. I watched season one. And they were all like, what? That's, like, not a good season for reference. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Which is very valid. I'm surprised you would go on the show and not watch, like, a the few seasons. Season. I I didn't like, and this is just from what you said, that she used her not having seen the show as an excuse for her looks not being super cohesive. Uh, I think that's what she said. I don't remember enough about it to be 100% sure. Okay. But just because that doesn't make any sense as an excuse to me, because you would obviously want a look to be cohesive. Well, I think the problem also with that look, which is the famous Chung Lee and Cousin It look, yeah, is it just so it's so obviously should have been Marticia yeah. on the other side, and I don't know why she did Chung Lee. Also, Marticia would have been cheaper yeah. and still worked, and it would have worked better with the like. Anyway, 
but I don't know why, but that's why she was kicked out. Because her looks were individually great, but together were weird. Mm-hmm. Next up was Tainomi Banks. Yeah. Who won Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Uh, she never really hit her stride in this com- competition, yeah. which we were told was weird. Because we were told she was very famous in like the Canadian drag scene. Everyone there seemed to have a lot of respect for her. Yeah. But I've never seen... I don't know of her outside mm. of the show. So for me, it was just kind of like, eh. It's, it was clear it's just one of those queens. They they asked her probably to join. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And she's big. But this is and probably again, not her environment. Competitions aren't good for everyone. No. Especially like if you thought about it. If RuPaul was in RuPaul Drag Race. Probably he struggle. hate it. He would. Like when you get to a certain level. Which I got the impression Tainomi was at. You're not in a competition mindset anymore. You're in a sort of a an icon mindset. You know, everything mm-hmm. I do is awesome, and it's not to be judged. It's to be looked at and admired. You know, so coming into like suddenly you're in like a competition and people are judging you and comparing you to other people. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So I don't like blame her. It's just not for everyone. You know. Yeah, but I'm glad she won Miss Congeniality. That's nice. Hi, are you ruining the audio over here? Yeah, you're just like, I'm just going to have a bath by the microphone. <laughs> Next up was Kiara. This is the French one you were thinking of. I got sent home early. Kiara had a great final episode dress. Yeah. I remember that. I don't really remember her very much from the actual show, except for she was a French one. But I, oh, her final dress was gorgeous. It was like this red sort of leaf thing. Oh, she was, she was one of the plastic girls? Yeah, I'm just mm. showing you some looks. It was like this red leaf thing with this gorgeous headpiece. She was sent home on Snatch Game, I believe. She did the bad Mariah Carey. Oh, that was a very, which, that was a very bad Mariah Carey, which is a trend for Drag Race. I don't know why people... <laughs> it's like, I feel like people, they almost feel obligated to pick her or something. And then they don't know anything about Mariah Carey. Yeah, it's Mariah like, Carey's... don't pick her if you don't know anything about her. Yes, which she clearly did. Or she clearly presented that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she she had just one of those hard runs where she was fighting to stay and it just... yeah You couldn't make up for that snatch game. Yeah. Uh, which was tragic, because otherwise she was pretty good. She didn't, made... um, didn't Priyanka have a really good dress that... that... Priyanka had... Because she had a terrible snatch game. Didn't she, she make had it the up wedding with a really... Na- <gasps> yeah, the wedding dress. That was pretty. With a reveal underneath. Love a wedding dress. Yeah. Because that's who sent her home, actually. Would have been Priyanka. They danced. The, they lip-synced against each other and Priyanka sent her home. Yeah. Because Priyanka <gasps> had the other really bad snatch game. She had a very bad snatch game. Which it was, was so just... weird. Cause she had such a good idea for a snatch game. Yeah. Like a fortune-telling woman. It had, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I get it. Even the Mariah Carey be, one had more limits than Priyanka's. I have like no, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I would be awful at a snatch game. Like I fully respect how hard a snatch game is. You know. Yeah. Next up is Boa, also known as Bitch on Arrival. Boa, give a picture. <sighs> oh, Boa, the funny one. <laughs> Boa, yes, the funny one. Boa 
was clearly the comedy queen of the season. Yeah. Even when she was introduced, all the girls were like, Boa's kind of weird. I liked her more than I would think I would like her, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. her comedy is very almost crass and, like, tit-based, which normally isn't my thing, which I feel like I've established. But she's very charming, so I find she just has, like, a charming aura <laughs> um, and is, like, enjoyable. I would... I liked a lot of her runways, and then I also thought the the judges seemed to really like her. Like, a few times they liked her way more than I did. I think that they liked her in the way that uh, Silky got a lot of hate on her season, Yeah, but was pretty well liked by judges, is that they do something different. Yeah. And people... The people making the show like that. Appreciate that. Oh, I, she her? was definitely a good addition. And I, I, I like them in her twin look. Oh, that's sick. I know. That's why I. Had to show why it. do you have this? Like, she just posted all of them? This website uh, compiles stuff like that. Yeah. And so she posted, This is what I brought for the twin look. That's awesome. No, I think she was really cool. I think she was actually underrated by the other queens. Like, she got a weird amount of criticism from them, I found. The queen? And I remember I really liked her metal outfit, which the judges didn't like. Uh, the judges didn't hate it. They no. just said, uh, like, she had a lot of gags in her outfits, but she hadn't done anything straight. Like, just pure fashion. Yeah. Which was their problem yeah. with her. Which was a valid critique. Yeah. She did rely on gags. They to help do her. like variety. And it's after a while the gags get a little old. But I liked Kiki. Boa. Boa I think got too much hate from uh the other queens. Kiki wants to be the third host of the podcast. Kiki, what's your she opinion? She says I have opinions about the drag show, please. I would like to speak. If you were done monopolizing the conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked Boa. Like, I don't think the fan base had any hate against her. Like, I haven't seen anything about that. Mm. But it was just the other queens didn't seem Why to care. Why did Boa get kicked out? I don't well, she wasn't kicked out. She was eliminated. That's what I mean. Sorry. <laughs> kicked out does... Like, kicked out just means something more yeah. specific. Uh, it was late night drag law. Skits. Oh. And they said she seemed uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Because she was with Jimbo and Rita Baga. Huh. No, she was. Yeah, she was with Jimbo and Rita Baga. And everyone thought Lemon or Iona Verley should go home. But they sent uh, Boa. Yeah, I don't know if she deserved to go home. I don't think she deserved to go home. I think. Uh, Iona Verley in the challenge did, but I think Iona Verley beat her in the lip sync, mm. from what I remember. Yeah. So that's probably how, like, that's how she was able to, Iona Verley was able to stay for one more week. Speaking of which, next up, Iona Verley. Iona Verley. Who's Iona Verley? The whiny one. The whiny one, Iona. I, Iona Verley. Iona presents has... herself as very whiny, which is yeah. a very weird choice. Yeah. But the problem the problem with Iona Verley 
is that when she's not whining, she's great. She's re- a she's great. Yeah. B she lip syncs in such a different way, yeah. and she's really good at it because mm-hmm. she's not dancing. She's arm and face acting, mm-hmm. but she can still command the stage. Oh, I remember she got and kicked s- out from the. Stop saying kicked out. It's a different thing. <laughs> Willem was kicked out. She got eliminated from the acting challenge with the pageant, right? She was kicked out, or she was. <laughs> You corrupted me. <laughs> she was eliminated after the pageant because she would pr- had a, yeah. a character that I was one note. I actually thought she did a lot better in the pageant than the judges did. Like, sh- I didn't hate her in the pageant at all. They did, but that's okay. But yeah, Iona is just very whiny and can get an- annoying because she always Cause like she it's just always, always on. But like even then I didn't hate her. Like it was a very palatable type of annoying, but I feel like it did hold her back from being taken more seriously. Well, I think for both situations, mm. we have to remember it wasn't just our hour long edit. This yeah. was probably a two day thing. Yeah. And two days of that, or even the pageant, which would have been like four hours maybe. Yeah. That would have been a long time to deal with that character. Like, that character can't be funny for that long. Yeah. So when we see it for five minutes, it's funny. Which yeah. she might have been thinking that. Yeah. But for their perspective, I can see how it get old. Yeah. And the worst part about Iona Verley is when she doesn't present that, like, that side of her. Yeah. She is really good yeah. and she has really smart important things to say. I think she has a lot of potential to become a really big queen. Yes. Well, she is really big in other places. She was in like a big magazine's hot 100 or top 100 queer entertainers. Really? So like people like her. What are Cuz I know that she's two spirit. Do you know her pronouns out of drag? Uh I think they go by non non binary female is what this website says. Oh, pronouns. She, her, and they them. Okay. So I'm just going by she, her. Probably I'm she. Talking about her in drag, but she uses the same name in and out of drag. Yeah. Normally, normally queens are she, her, and drag. Mm. Um. Anyway. Um, her final look was gorgeous. Oh, it was so she good. She had, I also loved her poodle look. She had a yes. few really good looks. She clearly has a great eye for makeup and uh, good ideas. And that final look is just iconic. Yeah. Like if, if she had made it to the final, that would have been her. Her moment. Her moment. Yeah. Like you see that look because it's fashion that has something to say. Yeah. Which is what Priyanka was doing. But like Iona, like really stepped up to something to say yeah but that's the problem is just she presents this side of her on the show at least that's not very but again that could just be her personality she kind of reminds me of like willem in how willem was like bitchy and annoying but like willem always knew that she was bitchy and annoying so it like kind of made her more entertaining if that made sense Mm -hmm. i kind of get similar vibes from Iona, um, but yeah, I feel like she just kind of has to like grow into it more. Mm-hmm. I like there's one thing I always think of as like a threshold of if I have a hard time deciding if I like a queen mm-hmm. is what I want to see them live. Yeah, 
and I would see Iona Verley live. Like mm. I would love. I think that would be a fun show. I think so too. So, yeah. I like Iona Verley. I just don't like that aspect the of whining. her on the show. And like, it's not just a me thing. It's something the queens talk about a lot too. Yeah. So, that's just disappointing. Yeah. Next up, and this is a queen who have seen live. We're Lemon! talking about Lemon. I, yeah, I saw Lemon live uh, earlier, like late in the summer, kind of. It was like an outdoor thing when we were allowed to go to outdoor things. Um, Yeah, I went to a drag show where Lemon was at, and she was awesome at the drag show. I hadn't seen the show at that point, and I remember people telling me that she did really good on the show, but was like kind of the villain. But I didn't get that from her at all. I actually thought she was, like, hilarious. I really liked her. Um, and I really liked her vibes. It was kind of, like, very... The very, like, fine line between bitchy and likable. Yeah, she walks that line... Really well. Perfectly. Really well. Almost like a Bianca Del Rio yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This person's kind of being rude, but you know it's not sincere like you know they're kidding yeah and they make it clear enough and they're doing a good enough job that it's enjoyable yeah no exactly um i really liked lemon i really liked um she did amazing on the acting challenges i like a lot of her looks she does um never tightens her corset which can be frustrating on drag race because that is what we've come to expect But I do also think she does it on purpose. And she was talking at some point about how she always felt a lot of... Body. She had body issues being a male dancer Mm -hmm. because people didn't think that um, she had the body she was supposed to have to be a dancer. And I know dancing's not great body issue-wise. It's Mm -hmm. like... And also, um, as a dancer on a more practical level, wearing a corset makes it a lot harder to dance. And if her strength is dancing and she has to lip sync, yeah, having a corset on will hurt that. And so I think, like, it, uh, I think I got the impression that that was sort of a conscious choice she was making of, I don't normally, I don't do tight centros for my drag. That's, mm-hmm. like, not. My, that's not going to be part of my what, repertoire. But later, which I, I respect, honestly. But later, to address why the judges like it, is what Michelle Visage explains. Uh, you don't always need a corset for every look. But yeah. when you have something like that, it brings you more into the illusion. Yeah. So if you're kind of teetering on your illusion, and the corset can be the thing to tip it over. Yeah. It's just like a re- an additional resource. I mean, I love a corset and I love the look of a corset. So I'm I'm always I'm obsessed with waist as well. You know how like straight guys are like boob men or ass men? I remember a straight guy asked me once because he knew I was like gay and he was like, So do you like boobs or butts? And I'm like, I don't know, what do you mean? And he's like, Well you're gay, right? <laughs> And I didn't really have an answer for him, but the thing is, I'm a waist girl. I like waist and hips. It's very different. So I love a corset. But I also think as our definitions of gender become more fluid, and we all kind of become more accepting of that fluidity in general, it's natural that our interpretations and presentations of drag are also going to become more fluid and it's going to be 
maybe, I mean, drag is already basically at its core just playing with gender, right? So we're going to have different goals mm-hmm. and different, um, not expectations, but like, I think we're probably going to continuously see these more uh bending of the rules as we mm-hmm. all become more comfortable with the fluidity of gender. Well, part of the problem also might be Lemon's strength was never her looks this season. Mm-hmm. Like, they were never bad, but they were, no, very few of Lemon's looks who were like, that's the best look you could ever have. Yeah, that's true. Like, Lemon's strength was a lot of other areas. Yeah. Surprisingly good at acting. Very good at acting. Uh, Which is weird, because I find Lemon is very striking looking in, like, herself, and she has really good theming with, like, the Lemon. She often wears this, like, lemon-colored wigs, and, like, uh... How she was able to get away with so many yellow wigs and never have it get old is, like, such a skill. On her Instagram, I always find she is, like, really pulling out the looks. So it's it's interesting, but you're right. She really stands out with, like, her acting. Well, there's one outfit that's pretty iconically lemon. Yeah, the kid one. The kid look. Which I also thought was smart because that one required no shape at all because she's being a child, you know? Yes. Yes, but then she sent home during the twin challenge because, above all else, her outfit was just too basic. No, I love the outfit. I don't... I, they said the outfit was too basic. I don't think... I think they were misstating why they were sending her home. Why did they send her home? Okay. I think her girl's makeup was not that good. That was also a huge problem. That is a problem. You really, they really don't like it if you don't look after your girl, right? I think her makeup wasn't a great, her makeup wasn't great, and they didn't like the runway presentation. I love those outfits, and I stand by that. Uh, the outfits are a little simple. <sighs> sure, like they're they just could be, like they're so just was, dresses with a coat over them. So was Bobo's. The Bobos was a bit more. No. Not they much were, more. They were like leotards with a leather jacket, which I hated, by the way. I was mad I at know, those you outfits. will get to her. I know, I know, I know. I was mad at those outfits. But I stand by, I think those outfits were good, and I think that they were yeah. very cute, and they could have sold them. Well, even still, the makeup was unforgivable. The makeup was bad. And they are very, these type of comp tests. Or contest. They are They're far very more critical. forgiving when your girl's makeup is better than your own. Like, remember Bob did that. Yes, they are much more willing to forgive a bad, uh, worse you if your girl's fine. But if you yeah. leave her behind for you, they are like, that was the challenge. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, so Lemon was sent home. So that I'm... was sad because Lemon could have won. Yeah, like, If Lemon she did. had won, she, she had... would have a reasonable winner. She, yeah, yeah. But it was also, like, fair. Like, it didn't feel like a huge, like, it was fair at the time. Yeah. It was a valid person to say. It was unfortunate, though, because she had just had the big mm. win, too. Speaking of not valid, mm. to not make it to the end, yeah. <laughs> Jimbo. Jimbo's next. Jimbo is next. Wow. We're, we're fourth. Jimbo was great over the course of the show. I have a complicated relationship with Jimbo because I do not like clowns, and I hate when he does clown stuff. Yes. yes <laughs> I find it scary and I uncomfortable and I don't like it. Um, but 
I really, really respect Jimbo as a drag queen, and she was very talented. Um, and I think the judges didn't appreciate her enough. Yes. For uh, I, what she brought to the table. I think they underestimated her. Jimbo had big, like, star energy. Yes. And that has translated to after the show. Yeah. Because Jimbo has one of the biggest followings. Yeah. And most people saying, of all the queens, he was the most robbed. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Like, I think Jimbo deserved to be the final four a Jimbo... lot more than Scarlet Bobo. Yeah. But I'm also aware that ep- episode was the winter ball where Michelle was there. Mm. And you and I were talking. I was so disappointed in the winter ball. You and I were talking about that. And we came to a theory. Yeah. That we think they might have just been given a really bad box of material. Yeah. That didn't have very much. When they show the table, there doesn't, there's not that much. And there's especially not, they normally give them big objects, right? And those are the standouts. You know, you have the globe from Apocalyptic. (laughs) <laughs> back on I was that season four you have like a big roll of metal or you know shit that people can make structural stuff out of and it didn't seem from what we saw like they had any of that so they had to rely on fabric from the wall but the wall looks like a lot smaller than the US one yeah. so they only had like five or ten rolls which is weird because it's not like fabric land doesn't have fabric <laughs> They probably just weren't willing to pay as much yeah. fabric for the show. Yeah. But that also meant that all their outfits kind of had to be white. Yeah. And. But that's, that's our theory because the only... I found, I was very disappointed in our queens <laughs> for the ball looks. I And especially Jimbo. I know Jimbo knows how to do a better look. Yeah. Than that. Like all of them know how to do better. But Jimbo yeah. really showed he can do like great looks for this. Which is why I'm just surprised. They all had kind of disappointing looks. Yeah. So my only conclusion is there was just genuinely not very much in the box. Yeah. Because most of them didn't use that much from the box. Jimbo also had the problem where she did so well that she set the standard for herself. That she kind of let down. Remember, we both really liked Stacy's critique for Jimbo. That ball... Which was, like, this was okay, but I know Jimbo can do so much more. Like, I've seen so much more from her. And Mm -hmm. she, like, was missing that this time. Yes. Like, that was kind of the same. And then, um, I would say Rita Bega, about the same. Which she really grew on me throughout. But I wasn't a huge fan of any of her looks there. Not, again, not awful. But when you get to, like, the ball, you really want... Mm-hmm. You want at least one person to have three looks where you're like, that's awesome. And Priyanka almost had that, loved her first two looks. The second look was one, one of my favorites. I loved it. And then the, her she, final look was a corset <laughs> with stuff glued on and it. And she knew from the beginning that she, that was a bad idea. When Stacy came in, she didn't... I. She, I, I think she did this on purpose she did not want to fully explain her idea she was like yeah i'm gonna have this corset and then there's gonna be all this other stuff and i, and I don't want to tell you the whole idea and so stacy's like oh it's okay you don't have to tell me she didn't want to tell her because there there was not that much more <laughs> she was not she didn't want to tell her it was a corset with glued stuff on it you cannot which just you take know a corset you can't do and glue, glue stuff to it oh uh, and, and then she, she tried to it. fake her way out of it with like the 
the half weird paper skirt, skirt yeah. that she could barely walk in. Honestly, Priyanka probably should have been in the bottom four, like the bottom two. Yeah. But I think they knew if she was in the bottom two, she would probably go home. Was she not in the bottom two for that she one? She was bottom three. Well, her first two looks were yes. way better than yes. the other three. I will, con- so I will I can, also I agree with that. I see why that could, could have gotten her through. Yes. And even if it was just a corset with glued stuff on it, she at least had pretty stuff glued on it. Yeah. Like, at least it looked good. And she did her makeup and her hair. She was trying to make up for it. She was... She seemed to realize halfway through, like, <laughs> she knew from the start it was bad, yeah. but then halfway through she's like, oh, I'm going to go home for this. So yeah. she did everything to make up for it. Yeah. Except change it. Yeah. But yeah, I just, the judges were probably too hard on Jimbo the whole time. Yeah. And I I still think that box had to be some, there wasn't very much in there. Yeah, probably. In terms of big stuff. Because I look back... Yeah, because the other thing with Jimbo, which we talked about, but there was a quite a few challenges. I think two or three where Jimbo was very good. There was a few where they said the winner and we were like, Jimbo should have won that. Yeah. So, like, even though if you're, like, maybe looking at on paper, like, oh, Jimbo only won two or I don't know how much she won. But, like, if you're looking on paper, um, like, there was... It felt like there was a bit of a prejudice against Jimbo. Yes, especially because Scarlet Bobo, who probably did the best of the four of them, but she doesn't In feel the like... Ball. Yeah, but she, she really, to me, and I don't say this personally, but she did not feel like she earned her spot at the final three. No. Which is not... Well, she we was also just, just so, didn't like her. Which, yeah, but even beyond that, she was literally... She was literally just safe the entire time. Yeah. And then she won by... Default, kind of. She kind of won by still being safe, just the other three were bad. Yeah. So she was never beyond safe in her critiques, and it just felt unfair, because I'd rather someone who goes up and down make it to the end than someone who's just very average. Yeah. Which is nothing, like, it's not a personal critique or anything, it's just how the story of the show went. Jimbo like, really felt like she should have been final four. Because Jimbo made it to final four, three. Yeah. I think Jimbo could have also won. Yeah. Like, although I know Jimbo's not a dancer, so that mm. also might have been hard for her. But still, my point being, Jimbo would have been a worthy winner. And hopefully some All-Stars version picks him up and he can get a crown there. This is also the time when Rita Ora was really good. Fuck! Who is Rita Ora? (laughs) Some singer. (laughs) Rita Vega was really growing on me. Um, She was really funny. And I feel like she has a very dry sense of humor almost. So I feel like it took me a bit to click into it to realize like oh she's being funny right now she's not <laughs> you know she's not just like being an asshole well, let's talk about yeah because we're going in the final three and we can start with the two people who tied for second yeah and we can start with rita or rita vega what? stop corrupting <laughs> me rita vega rita vega she was great like i completely off my radar at first like completely you were kind of mad at her at first because she won the first design challenge and you disagreed with it i did yeah which is valid i think there were other girls probably more worthy i thought she should have been safe i didn't think she should have won that one but um yeah rita vega definitely like 
took a while for me to really like mm-hmm. fully engage with her. I didn't remember her name for a long time. But then once I did, I really, really liked her by the end. And I thought she was really funny. She had a really dry sense of humor. And I liked her. <laughs> there's, a t- there's a point where she's going to talk to like Tracy and Jeffrey and she's like, oh, we're going to go talk about feelings. And then she rolls her eyes. And it's <laughs> so funny. Um, and yeah. Uh, I thought she was doing really well by the end. I think she just didn't, she just didn't have the moment Priyanka had. But I think she could have have easily going into the finale. I think she could have easily have won as well. Yes, it, if she had the moment instead of Priyanka, yeah, uh, she could have won. won. She yeah. could have won. She was worthy of winning. Yeah, I although think I, I don't think it helped her that her two bottoms, yeah, were right before were right the before. finale. Like it kind of makes it seem like. You just made it. Yeah. Rather than that. When really, the person who just made it was Scarlet Bobo. Yeah. Who uh, neither of us were big fans of. No. Uh, and it's not Scarlet was bad. I mostly thought Scarlet was kind of mean. Um, and she made a bad impression on me fairly early on with um, the girl we were talking before, who were friends, the comedy queen, right? Was she friends with Bobo? The comedy queen. Yeah. Boba? Yeah. Wasn't she friends with Bobo? Uh, And Bobo was being kind of, like, mean to her? Yes. That uh, gave me, like, a bad taste in my mouth. And then I just kind of, like, I just, like, didn't super like her since then. (laughs) But she, like, wasn't bad. And she did have genuinely good moments. Mm -hmm. Um, She just wasn't my favorite, like, at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care much for Scarlet. Uh, I don't think she was as, as as engaging as the other two that were there in the final three. Well, I just didn't feel like she had done enough to earn it. Yeah. The only she only won, got one win by default, but even then, the mm-hmm. rest of the competition she wasn't even high every week. Yeah, like uh, season eleven, Evie Oddly wins. Yeah, and Evie Oddly only ever won one challenge, yeah. which she shared, I believe. Yeah. But every other week, she was, like, near a win. Yeah. She could have won, and you would have accepted that. But you can't say that with Scarlet Bobo. Scarlet Bobo was just safe. So it was a little annoying to me that they were always like, Scarlet, what are you going to do if you win? Because I'm like, she obviously won't win. Mm-hmm. Although I think I did trick you a few times when you I was did. like... You did. It was very annoying. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you, and I couldn't... You kept asking, like, oh, Priyanka wins, right? <laughs> And I'm like, you told me before, don't tell you the win there. But then during the show, you're like, Priyanka wins. So I'm like, I don't know. How annoyed would you be if Scarlet Bobo won? I needed to throw you off the set yeah. a little because you were just like, yeah, this person wins. Oh, no, this person wins. And I'm like, well, who knows who wins? But yeah. you kept making me want to answer. You kept trying to get me to answer the question. So I had to throw you off somehow. Um, but yeah, Priyanka won. She deserved it. She was engaging from the start very similar yeah very similar to lemon i know that they're friends but i think both have similar vibes priyanka has sort of like a nicer vibe in that she doesn't really have bitchy vibes like lemon but they both could be friends in like the popular girl group in like a teen movie yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
So I really like them. She was actually, like, less consistent than Lemon, I would say. Oh, yeah. Priyanka, I don't know for sure exactly, but but I know uh, Priyanka statistically had one of the hardest runs to the crown. This is a list someone made, uh, like, scoring their journey, and Priyanka's at the bottom. Yeah. Of how hard it was for them to get winning. Yeah. The only other person that comes close is the Holland winner. Holland. Oh, like... Like, drag race, drag race Holland. Ooh. <laughs> like, everyone else is, like, a whole lot higher. Yeah. Which just shows... Uh, she really struggled with the acting challenges. Which, which is, is interesting. so weird, because yeah. I know... I remember her on, like, the kids' shows yeah. she was hosting. She was good. Like, yeah. those should have been her strengths. Yeah. And it was just astounding. She bombed them so badly. Yeah, she did. Especially well, Snatch didn't... Game. No, yeah. Her her anger girl wasn't awful. It just wasn't it was, great. It was probably a very similar thing to Iona Burley. Yeah. It was funny for us in five minutes, yeah. which might be where she was thinking. Yeah. But it was not probably funny for a few hours. However long they had to watch. When they had to record it. But um, I think the thing with Priyanka, which again, is something you can't do anything about or argue with, is that Priyanka just has, like, the it factor. Yes. I would say Lemon also has the it factor of, like, there's just something about them, you yeah. know? And Priyanka has that. So it's like, even if you looked at her performance week to week, you were still rooting for her. Yeah. And she just felt like she was something you know yes. Priyanka is a worthy winner yeah. she felt like she deserved her spot there like when you get the crown especially because I know we talk about this every season has the it moment yeah and her it moment is when she comes out in that final dress yeah like what's your best drag look yeah. Rita comes out in her green alien look yeah it looks good Scarlet Bobo comes out in that weird dress didn't like it but the it judges liked it fine I think at that point they just can't be critical or they know they Yeah, win. what's the it, point at this point? It was probably a very it was a very average dress. I would not think of it as a finale dress. Yeah. And then Priyanka comes out in that beautiful dress. Gorgeous. It's perfectly accessorized. Yeah. It's perfectly fitting. Yeah. It's just perfect. And it's like, yep, that's the moment. Yeah. And when you saw that, even you were like, That's her moment. Yeah. She's gonna win. Yeah. And then she did. Yeah. You can't argue with the moment. I've said that so many times. We had that with um, the girl with the wig. The wig and the roses. Oh, Sasha Velour. Yeah. Sasha Velour's moment. She can't argue the with wig. it. Like, once you have that once moment. Once you have it, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie Sonique Love, when she trips, like, she's doing her final lip sync, and she falls, and she turns it into a trick. Yeah. That's her moment. It's just her moment yeah so she won she's very worthy of winning yeah. i think she's gonna do a great job she's done a great job with the crown good like she did stuff with it she released a music i which... saw her and lemon as uh morticia and gomez and it was so cute oh, i loved it i just saw it on like instagram i think he said it was part of the music video it was part of their music video for their song that's uh, blowing up so cute because lemon's first blew up yeah which is kind of funny yeah that the wrong person blew up from the song <laughs> <laughs> not the wrong per the not winner but yeah. it's they're very good friends and yeah. it's very cute and i'm really happy she won 
I'm excited to see who will replace her. I hope she comes back. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman really wanted her to replace him. Priyanka? Yeah. Which really? I was like... As a judge? Yeah. That would I, be weird. There'd be two drag queens on the runway. No, you can't do that. No, no, no. And like, unless, you you're, more... unless you're replacing Brooklyn. Like, if Brooklyn had to leave yeah. for whatever reason, then be like, yeah, Priyanka can do it. Oh, Priyanka would be awesome if Brooklyn left. But no, Brooklyn... Yeah, it's Brooklyn's don't job. have both of them. No. And I don't want to replace Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn's not bad enough to be replaced. Brooklyn no. does a good job. Yeah. But Priyanka is very good. Yeah. Priyanka, I advise her against ever doing a All-Stars winner season. Yeah. Because I think she would lose immediately <laughs> because she really struggled to get to her win. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, no, because <laughs> I don't know if she could do it again. Yeah. It felt like enough fate came in her way. Like enough, she had enough backup plans to survive. Yeah. But I don't think she could do that again, which I don't say rudely. I say that with the most sincerity I could ever. Please keep your crown title. Don't try and get more. <laughs> You're, uh, I've never seen All-Stars, so I don't know. But uh, Brian, I would love to see her do some fun stuff. Bianca? before. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think she'd be really fun live. To see live? Oh, she'd be gorgeous to see live. But yeah, it was a good, it was a decent first season. Um, I'm excited to see, I know that they're doing a lot of changes for the second season. I'm excited to see how they've done it. I think you said that, like, Brooklyn seems to be more in a hosting, like, the primary host position. Uh, I think that, but I don't know for sure. The first episode, Brooklyn was the only one to walk down the runway. Yeah. Uh, and Brooklyn introduced the stuff, but the preview seemed to suggest the other judges are introducing behind-the-scenes activities. That's okay, I'm fine with that. Yes. So I'm ho- I'm hopeful that the main runway moves a little more towards Brooklyn, yeah. just because I think that's better to have I a think, focus. Yeah, I think the first season has some like natural growing pains, um, but I hope that the show. I mean, you said it did really well for Crave, so hopefully that means we get like a good few seasons mm-hmm. where it's allowed to grow into mm-hmm. what it could be. It is a little funny to me that uh, RuPaul will host the UK version. And he'll go all the way to New Zealand or Australia to host those versions. But he can't go to Ontario. (laughs) Like, he can't go from California to Toronto to host this one. Like, I just think that's funny. Maybe he doesn't like us. (laughs) But he sent Michelle for one episode. And he does the intro videos. He does, yeah. So, like, he cares enough about it that he wants us to exist. I just find that particularly a little funny. Because... It's he could have also seen it as an opportunity for Brooklyn. You I don't doubt think, it. <laughs> I don't think RuPaul has ever in his life been like, wow, I should give this opportunity <laughs> to another drag queen. I don't say that rudely. I just know RuPaul is very important to look after RuPaul. Yeah, that's fair. It doesn't sound like him. Uh, but yeah, I was glad to see it with you. Uh Maybe we'll watch season two. I'm going to try and get you to watch season two live. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, and then we'll maybe do season two, Canada's Drag Race. It's going to be a fun podcast season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's everything. I'm really happy Priyanka won. Yeah, me too. I just want to conclude with that. She's a good thing. winner. May her reign be long and proud <laughs> with her year hotel. Oh, I want to talk about that. What? 
the prize being a year of hotel stays, yeah. I made multiple jokes about just how boring but practical that is. It's very Canadian. It's such a practical <laughs> prize. Like, hey. I like it. <laughs> I would be so jazzed. It depends what they, they mean by a year of hotel they stays. They also get $100,000. Yes, that's also true. It's really not a big deal. <laughs> no. I just find it funny every time they're like, a year of hotel stays. Yeah, it does depend, like, what they mean. Like, it could be, like, you can book hotel stays within these 365 days. Or the equivalent of two. an entire year in a hotel. Or the equivalent of two hotel stays a week in a hotel. Yeah. I hope it's, like... It would be really funny if it was, like, a whole year in a hotel. Yeah. Because I'd just move it to a hotel. <laughs> like, I don't care if I live here. I'll be like, I'm just going to go to a hotel for a year. I, that would be fun. I love just, like, the ambience of a hotel. I just thought that was a funny way to end it. So, are you good to end it? Yep. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Friends at Film Camp TV Edition. Uh, we'll see you next week at the Camp Club.